Just take a deep breath in. And so exhale. Gosh, it's such a blessing to remember all of the uh, teachers and artists, the biblical characters, uh, the people who have gone before us. This room is uh, filled with people who have fought so that we could gather in this way. Hallelujah. And I'm so grateful that all of us can be here. Special welcome to, again, Northeast United Methodist. Woo! -woo visiting. Yay. So glad that you're here. Uh, uh, for those of you who are new to this whole thing, um, uh, Northeast United Methodist and New City Church are in like kind of a special strategic little partnership, and I pastor both of these communities, so it's really fun uh, that we can all be together. Also, special welcome to Dan Johnson, the district superintendent of, of New City Church. Uh, many of you don't know at all what that means, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, it's like kind of like my... In a, in a friendly and good way, like my boss. It's, it's basically my boss. Ministry partner for creating a new future together of liberation, yes. So we're very grateful that um, Dan is here and we will have some time later on in the service to charter. Well, hey, now that we've uh, kind of taken a chance to center ourselves, I wanna uh, invite you all to stand if you would like to and then uh, you can sing along. Better is one day. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than thousand elsewhere. Better is one day in your courts. Better is one day in your house. Better is one day in your courts than thousand elsewhere. Better is one day.
everyone, you can take a seat if you like. Woo, better is one day. That's a hot song. Thank you. Can we show some love for our worship band? Yes, yes, yes. We thank the Lord. Hello, <laughs> hello, hello. Um, a special welcome to people who have joined us since the last time I gave a welcome to people. <laughs> hello, um, uh, welcome to New City Church. The mission of New City Church is to create inspired and skilled communities that join God in transforming the world. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. Hallelujah. And uh, one of the ways that we do that is by um, being in partnership with Northeast United Methodist. You know, that's, this is one of the ways we're creating inspired and skilled community. Yeah, can we show some love for Northeast? Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Um, one of the ways that we create communities is through uh, launching small groups, which we are uh, launching registration for small groups today. Wow, yippee. Ah! And then uh, one of the ways that we do that is by being connected to this United Methodist system, this United Methodist Church, which has um, been so amazing for us to grow up as a church. Some of you don't know that New City Church uh, started, launched uh, in 2017 in this very building, November 2017. And ever since then, um, we've been in conversation uh, with our United Methodist Church planter colleagues, with people who have invested in us from all over the state, um, with people who have supported us from the ground up. And uh, two of the people who have supported us is Dan Johnson and Ben Ingebretson, and we'll hear from Dan a little bit later, but um, we're just really, really grateful for all of that support. Also, um, hey, uh, last week, some of you know that I issued a challenge to the community um, that, you know, we have like 90, we had 90 recurring givers, and I was like, wouldn't it be nice on Charter Sunday just to make it around the 100? Isn't there something kind of nice about the, sound, the ring of that? Isn't that kind of great? I think that's just swell. And, um, and, and actually, uh, even since, uh, <laughs> since I announced this, there's been an update that we are uh, now only, we had two people res um, start giving already, and so uh, we are just looking for eight more recurring givers to New City Church. Hey, if you are, yes, bless the Lord. Ah, yes. Listen, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Um, we at New City Church really put a lot of effort into being transparent about how we are using our finances, transparent about our vision for the future. Um, specifically, I think something to get excited about is the, um, okay, so we rent from the Walker Church community. You're standing in a, in a building that was built by the Walker Church community. And they had an informal vote, as in like a non-binding vote, a couple weeks ago on whether or not they wanted to gift the building, gift gift the building to New City Church. And that non-binding vote came out, uh, it was like 17 to four, like in favor of this. <laughs> and so that's a huge deal. Oh, ooh, bless the Lord. And so, um, so right after this service, uh, Walker Church is gonna have their service where they're gonna take a more formal vote as a community, and we'll see how that uh, goes. N know that this is like, um, it's not gonna be like starting on September 12th, we're like automatically running the building. Like, it's kind of more like um, uh, a community decided that they wanted to start the negotiations for selling a property, and so this is gonna be like a little second, but nonetheless, now is a great time to start building up a financial base of our community so that we can bless our neighborhood in powerful ways, in ways that none of us individually could. And so already in this building, we have folks, uh, we have NICVA running food sovereignty uh, programming, officing out of here. We have Southside Harm Reduction offering um, clean needles to folks who are uh, using and uh, making sure that we're reducing harm in our community. They're working specifically with homelessness encampments, like it's amazing work. We have body workers, we have Tai Chi, there's Zumba. <laughs> like there's like a lot of ways that this place is blessing the neighborhood. And if we're going to like start moving into this, the process of taking responsibility for this building, I want to go in with a bang. Like I want to hit this run and I want to get into it. And the way that we do that is by building up our financial base. So, hey, um, do you, all of you have that sassy little uh, handout with the QR codes on it? 
If you, at any time during the service, you are feeling called to start a recurring giving, you can raise your hand if you need this hand up, by the way, because we have uh, more in the back. Um, if you feel called at any time, you are welcome to start. I also want to name that this worship service is a free service. You are welcome at New City Church regardless of your economic standing. And if it's not the right time, there, you are very, very welcome to participate in the full life of New City. And uh, stuff isn't free, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, y'all know this, y'all know this. Um, we have a very special scripture reading today. Um, as many of you know, we uh, have a live stream that's running. Hello, live stream. Um, and we have scripture readers from all over the country um, uh, uh, who are submitting videos to offer scripture. And so uh, today's scripture is 1 Corinthians 13. And I was messaging Michele, who's in Texas, and I'm like, Michele, these people have, many of these like churchy folks have probably heard 1 Corinthians 13 a lot. And for those of you who are like attending weddings in that season of attending weddings, you probably heard this a lot. So Michele, I need you to bring some heat to this reading. I need you to bring some inter artistic interpretation to this reading to ma really make it land. And so we're going to um, we're gonna enjoy that. In one second, I also wanted to um, send all of the kids over to children's ministry if they would like. Let's give it up for kids. Yay, 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 yay. And so our kiddos, as you feel comfortable, um, there are some really fun activities outside. And so uh, feel free to enjoy that. Uh, so we'll uh, enjoy this scripture now, 1 Corinthians 13. Um, Michelet is going to read it. And afterwards, there will be a time for you to shout out a word or phrase that stuck out to you. So kind of listen for a word or phrase that sticks out to you. Good morning, New City. It's Charter Day. And welcome, distinguished guests. Today, we will read from 1 Corinthians of the common English Bible translation, and here we go. Love, the universal spiritual gift. If I speak in tongues of human beings and of angels, but I don't have love, I am a clanging gong or a clashing symbol. And if I have the gift of prophecy and I know all the mysteries and everything else, and if I have such complete faith that I can move a mountain, but I don't have love, I am nothing. If I give away everything that I have and hand over my own body to feel good about what I have done, but I don't have love, I receive no benefit whatsoever. Love is patient. Love is kind isn't jealous, it doesn't brag, it isn't arrogant, it isn't rude, it doesn't seek its own advantage, it isn't irritable, it doesn't keep a record of complaints, it isn't happy with injustice, but it is happy with the truth. Love puts up with all things, trusts in all things, hopes for all things, endures all things. Love never fails. As for prophecies, they will be brought to an end. As for tongues, they will stop. As for knowledge, it will be brought to an end. And we know in part, we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, what is partial will be brought to an end. When I was a child, I, I used to speak like a child, 
reason like a child, think like a child. But now that I have become man, I've put an end to childish things. Now we see a reflection and a mirror. Then we will see face to face. Now, now, <laughs> I know partially, but then I will know completely in the same way that I have been completely known. Now, faith, hope, and love remains these three things. And the greatest of these is love. Yes, yes, the sauce and the readings. Hallelujah. Um, so I would love to, I would love to um, hear from all of you. What is a word or phrase that stuck out to you from that reading? Love never fails. Love never fails. Hello. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any, any other words that stuck out? Completely known. Yeah. Mm. Happy with the truth. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Does it give a list of complaints? Doesn't, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, drag me, okay. Here we go, scripture. But what if it's just, a, what if it's a list of complaints that's color-coded? You know, like, what if it's cute? Uh, we have folks from the, um, from the online community chiming in. Feel free to put the, uh, in the chat what you like uh, about just love being so powerful. Yes, love that. Um, so we believe that the scripture is a living word, and that means that if there's a word or phrase that's sticking out to you, there might be a good reason for that. So I invite you to continue to meditate on that throughout the service, knowing that um, God might be speaking a very particular message to you specifically. Um, hey, so this Sunday, in addition to being like a charting Sunday and Life Together Group Registration Sunday, is also the exciting launch of a new sermon series. Can I get a drum roll, please? Our new series is... <laughs> Love Notes! Hey! So this is going to be a sermon series where we are looking at all sorts of love notes, love notes. So we're going to be looking at how to uh, look at relationships, whether it be romantic relationships, friendships, neighbors, mentors. We're just going to try to be a, a lovely people who love even better when we love. You know what I mean? So that's what this sermon series is all about. We have a special challenge. Every sermon series, we do a sermon series challenge. And our special series challenge this week is that each Sunday, we'll have an opportunity for you to write advice to your younger self. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so we'll have a chance for you to write advice to your younger self. And then we will um, digitize all of that and post it on Circle so that everyone can see the advice. It'll be just kind of this collective wisdom. Circle is our social platform. If you have that sassy little QR code handout, by the way, um, that's uh, how you can join Circle. It's like we wanted to disinvest from Facebook, and so we just made our own social platform where we can message each other and not have to get scarily accurate ads to, <laughs> to things. You know what I mean? So, um, so that's all part of that. You're welcome to journey with us from now until November as we explore what it really means to love well. Um, we, uh, this sermon series, by the way, is directly inspired from the feedback from the community. We did a huge community listening process in the end of last year and came up with a bunch of spiritual growth goals. Y'all, we are pecking through these. We've done a sermon series on almost every single one of these, and our last one left is uh, nurturing healthy relationships. We heard from all of you that you wanted to... Um, uh, get better at showing up for your partner or get better at navigating conflict. There was a, uh, a big, the capital B word, 
boundaries. Oh my gosh. If we had $5 recurring giving for every time that boundaries showed up in that survey, then we wouldn't have any financial issues. Yeah, so like boundaries was a really big um, theme and we're gonna be talking about the power and importance of boundaries as we're applying it to different types of relationships. Um, so that's what this sermon series is all about. Are y'all excited about it? Yeah. yeah! Yeah, we're gonna have a good time. We're gonna have a good time. Um, and something for you Northeast folks, um, something that we do at New City that is a little bit different from your setup is um, after the sermon, there's a chance for folks to speak at the mic in response to our focus question. And so today's focus question is, how has New City made a difference in your life? Since uh, today's kind of a chartering kind of Sunday, I, I thought it would be nice to have a conversation about how New City has made a difference in your life. So after the sermon, there will be a chance for you to speak if you, uh, very briefly, if you'd like. Um, so just from a, a show of hands and also in the chat, have you all heard 1 Corinthians 13 before? Anyone heard of that? No, no, just me. Okay, <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was brought, reintroduced back into my life most recently because my parents this summer celebrated their 40th anniversary. Oh my gosh. Um, and uh, the, I didn't ask for their permission to tell this story, but here we are. They're joining us on the live stream. Hey, mom and dad. So, um, I so uh, for their 40th wedding anniversary, they decided to renew their vows, which was so lovely. And as it turns out, they had an audio recording of when they were married, and so they played the audio recording of the pastor and the vows, and it was like very special. And we had little grandkids running around watching this, and um, and of course we had the pastor delivering a reading from 1 Corinthians 13. And it was such an amazing thing to see my parents 40 years into this relationship looking at each other and kind of um, like nodding along to the reading, you know, kind of like understanding in a deep way that only 40 years can, can really, like love is patient, mm-hmm, yep, okay, yep. <laughs> This is accurate, love is kind. Well, yeah, we, we try, yeah. <laughs> love does not keep a list of wrongdoings. Oh, okay, need to, okay, yep, gonna work on that. Yeah, like, it was like, <laughs> it landed in a different way for them. Um, and I think that's the hope for all of these uh, scripture readings for folks who um, had this reading at their wedding, that this would be something that's kind of a touch point to, uh, to touch back on. However, it's important to note that this reading isn't specifically about weddings. And if you are single, or if you are divorced, or if, if you are choosing to not get married, this scripture has something important to speak for you as well. In fact, love is one of the most important themes of the entire Bible. If, if the whole house were on fire and the authors of the Bible could only grab one thing as they're leaving, they would grab love because it is the core essential element of everything that we do. Nowhere in the Judeo-Christian tradition is anything that elevates itself higher than love. And we see this um, in, in the Old Testament. We see, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on a tablet of your heart. Love is as strong as death. Um, and that's in Song of Solomon, which is a saucy book, by the way. If you want to talk about romantic love. Okay, it's all there in the Bible. Uh, uh, whoever does, this is from the New Testament. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Love is the fulfillment of the law. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sin. It's a big deal, y'all. Like, if you ever have done that icebreaker question, that's like, if you were on a desert island and you could only bring one thing, what would you bring? The Bible would say love because love is the most important thing over all the other things, including, by the way, creeds. Oh, he said it. Or, or like certain lists of beliefs, certain proclamations of faith, 
the most important essential core of our spirituality is love. And what we heard in our 1 Corinthians reading is that without love, we are nothing, nothing. No matter how good the preaching is or the band is, which by the way, he all sounded fire today, hallelujah. (laughs) No no matter how um, immaculate we put together whatever type of small group ministry, if there isn't love, then we shouldn't even show up. It's not even worth it if if, if we don't have love. It's the essential core. And the Bible, anyone agree with me, by the way? Anyone out there? Okay, hallelujah. Um, The Bible promises that love is universal, powerful, and essential. What does this mean? Universal as in every aspect of all creation can experience love. Like love is kind of this like uniting thing that binds all of us together. All of us are uh, capable of that. Love is powerful. It's not like, um, you know, we have uh, real work to do and then we have to go and get around to love. It's like love is what creates change. Love is what creates hope. Love is what creates community. There is no work that can um, uh, proceed or elevate itself higher than love. Love is it, love is all, love is powerful. And love is essential. Uh, There's just nothing without it. Uh, There's no community. And I hope that even if this is your first time or your first time in a long time at New City Church, you know and feel that you're walking into a space of love, a space that is committed to holding community in love, which doesn't always mean duckies and bunnies, by the way. (laughs) Sometimes it means accountability. Sometimes it means um, um, uh, having a helpful conflict with each other. But most important, uh, we want you to know that this is a place of love and we hope that you experience it as that. But one question I have is that if love is all that the Bible says that it is, if love really is like this whole big thing, then why is it so hard? (laughs) Like, uh, did any of you live through a pandemic recently? (laughs) Like, or as we continue to survive through a pandemic? Like the pandemic puts stress on every type of relationship that exists. Marriages, parent-child dynamics, siblings, friendships, dating, singleness, mentor, mentees, neighbors, not to mention the relationships that you have with people who disagree with you. Ooh, ooh, the pandemic uh, was kind of a, a stress multiplier for all of these things. The pandemic was kind of like, oh, you're doing this already hard thing? Let me just make it a thousand times harder and everything is gonna be um, uh, heavier for that. Like the pandemic, um, I, you know, I wanna be sober about this. Like the pandemic was, was really hard for our community and there's a lot of relational rupture and change that happened during the pandemic. And I also want to name that some of that rupture was good. Ooh, some of that rupture was like, I need to end this romantic relationship because I'm realizing that there is an abusive dynamic here and I love myself and my community enough to end improper things. You know, like, I'm not saying that, like, ending something is always bad. If you were in a toxic living situation, then ending the relationship with your roommates might have been the most important thing to starting a relationship with yourself. But what I'm saying is that um, we're in a time where it's really hard for just like people to connect meaningfully to each other and to hold each other and to support each other. And that's kind of a big deal because there is a whole body of research that is, uh, go- that is looking at the deep impacts of social isolation on our bodies and in our lives. Deep impacts. And so, like, here's a little bit of stats. I know some of you are sassy researchers who like the number things. Um, As they say in, yeah, okay, we got one. Uh, As they say, (laughs) was it Titus in in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt who was like, numbers are the most boring of the shapes. Like, (laughs) so (laughs) here's some numbers, though, that I think are extremely not boring. Um, lack, one researcher found that lack of social connection heightens health risks as much as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Aye! 
not having meaningful social interaction, social interactions where people can support each other and, and talk through things, has the health impacts of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. And here's this. It is also associated with 29% increased risk of heart disease and 32% increased risk of stroke? Wowie zowie, those are really, really high numbers. Um, loneliness among heart failure patients was associated with nearly four times increased risk of death and 68% increased risk of hospitalization. Whoa! Y'all, these are big numbers. These are statistically significant numbers. These are like things that are showing us that perhaps when we were created by a God of love, that we are supposed to show up into the world and practice that love in order to thrive as a person. It's like maybe we were built to do this certain thing, and when we're not doing that certain thing, the same health impacts are the same as when we don't eat food or drink water. Like, these are as essential to our well-being as anything. Ooh! And I gotta say, can I just talk to, uh, I don't do this a lot in my sermons, uh, can I talk to the guys for a second? <laughs> um, in, as I'm researching through this body of research um, for the cisgender men in the community, uh, it's almost like twice as bad. It, all the research shows that it's almost twice as bad uh, in all these health impacts for, for men. Uh, that, that the isolation is at uh, twice a level of isolation as it is for other genders of people. That the, um, uh, the statistics of like uh, how many friends you have how uh, many people you talk to for emotional support on a given week, how many people you can call on and if there's an emergency, are all like half for, for men. All of these impacts are, are really big and, and, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Toxic masculinity, um, certain economic factors, but the reality is, is that, um, that it's impacting all of our bodies. There's some researchers who um, suggest that the increased social isolation of men is directly related to the increased mass violence that we see in our society. So, like, all this to say, if we're going to make it, we must get continually better at loving. We must. It is our, like, biological mandate. If we're going to continue to survive as a species, we have to get better at loving each other and holding each other, supporting each other, and connecting with each other. This is like uh, literally a matter of life and death. Like you saw those statistics. And I just want to name that from its inception, New City Church has tried to toy around with this concept that we call love training. We've tried to say that, that New City Church is a place of love training. It's a place where we practice to get better at loving. That doesn't mean, by the way, <laughs> that everyone at New City Church is at the pinnacle of loving and is a, is a perfect friend or so shows up for each other. I think that we are just as beholden to the frailties of society as, as any other institution. But it is the place where we are getting together to intentionally practice loving each other, intentionally saying like we're putting this in front of us to improve a skill, just like if you were to go to a piano uh, school you would to improve your piano or uh, to a, a taekwondo class to like improve your abilities with your body or sing, like all of, like this is a training space for you to get better. We try to provide opportunities for you to gradually increase your capacity and ability to love in increasingly chaotic situations. This is why we're here. And this is, by the way, uh, why I believe Jesus called the church into existence. Jesus was like, hey, we all need each other. And, and we, we can't just like go off and live in isolation. As important as alone time is, we can't just permanently live separate from each other. We, we have to hold each other in some way. So at New City Church, we have this thing. Uh, is, does this ring a bell to anyone? Uh, so we have this model of like, we're trying to create inward change that fuels outward change. Inward change that sparks outward change. We're trying to like uh, use worship and uh, justice to as like two sides of the same coin, saying God is calling us to find peace in our soul and find wholeness in our hearts. 
And God is inviting us to have healthy relationships and a a just society. All of these things are the same, like, vector of love on different scales. God calls us to love in all ways, in all things, in all chances that we have. And one of the things that we're launching this uh, week are small groups, because small groups are practice spaces for loving. Small groups are a way for you to show up in a semi-structured space to like six to eight people uh, to hold their stories, to have meaningful conversations. And so when, you, uh, when people ask you, hey, how you doing? Your automatic answer isn't just the automatic Minnesotan good. You know, like, like sometimes things aren't good. We, we saw in, in Circle, this, our social platform, this week, how sometimes things aren't good for people. Things aren't going well for people. And, and small groups are a way for us to be able to show up for each other and practice allowing ourselves to be showed up for each other. It's a way to deepen our faith in a way that's practical. Because at the end of the day, I believe that the Bible promises that love is universal, powerful, essential, and possible. I believe in the promise that God had that no matter how messed up our world is, and believe me, I am very aware of how messed up our world is, that somehow there is a way that we can love each other. No matter how much your life feels like a dumpster fire where you don't know which way is up, love is possible. No matter how much you feel like you are numbed out and distant from yourself, Love is possible. There is a path towards healing. We have a whole book that promises us page after page, chapter after chapter, book after book of people urging us onward saying love is possible, love is possible, and we must take this possibility if we are to survive. This is our chance as a community to love so deeply that when people look back, historians will say, This was the beginning of an era of new love. This was when uh, when all of society turned a corner, when there was something that happened, when we ushered in a new era where we held each other truly and deeply, authentically and caringly, in a way that God deeply desires. Amen? Amen. Um, So... We're going to just have like 30 seconds of some, um, some music for you to reflect to yourself on what this message means to you. And if you would like to speak um, uh, after, after this to talk a- about how New City as a church community has made a difference in your life, perhaps how you've experienced love at, at New City, then I invite you to share. Um, we're just looking at two and a half minutes. Like keep it, try to share like one thing, like really short. Um, we invite everyone to speak, but especially want to prioritize folks who are BIPOC and queer. Uh, this is not a therapy space, so we don't, uh, please don't overshare, like share from a place of something that feels kind of resolved and healed. Um, use I statements, not assuming that everyone in the room believes the same thing. And uh, do try to save pitches and invites for circle. This is a, this is a time for us to share stories of meaning. So we'll just give you a little bit of time to reflect to yourself. If you already know that you want to speak, just go ahead and start lining up here. Thanks. Um, so we have our first person here. By the way, you are not a passive audience. You need to show so much love. So can we invite our first person up? Let's show love. Yay. Good morning, New City. Happy Sunday. Um, I love this question this week. Uh, my family is queer and black and trans. Um, those are our big intersectional pieces. And we have been searching for a liberal progressive Methodist church uh, for the last, I don't know, four years or so. Getting through a pandemic was hard. New City is what helped get us through the pandemic. Um, We sat on our couch and we listened to it, and that was really fulfilling for us. 
But once the pandemic was over, we went back to in-person church elsewhere. And we found one church where everybody was very loving, but it wasn't the right place for us. So we tried another place that we thought would have more of the programming that we needed and more of the support that we needed and more queer people and more black people. And it just didn't have those things. And for us, we have five black children and we need them to see representation of themselves in their community, in the people that they love every single week. When we made it to New City, nobody looks at us different when we walk in, right? With our queer little family, right? We are supported here, we are loved here. For my wife and I, we come every week and it doesn't matter who's preaching, whether, whether Tyler's preaching or Giancarlo's preaching or Sarah's preaching, the message actually speaks to us, right? It speaks about being teachers in the community. It speaks about being parents in the community. It speaks about being activists in the community. And those are the things that fuel our every day. So there is no church that we will ever go to again um, besides New City because this is where our family found our community. Give it up, give it up. Yay. Hi, church. Hello. Hey. Um, I'm Manny. I use they, he pronouns. Um, I can say that in the church now. Like, like right? Um, I, I'm queer, um, and you know, I just graduated college. Um, um, so moving up to Minneapolis was, you know, an uh, interesting type of journey. Um, and I think one of the biggest things was trying to figure out where I was going to go to church. Um, I was thinking about just not going in general, but you know, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. Um, but I think like, to be honest, part of me was really trying to grapple with the institutions of religion and how they, you know, basically oppress black queer folk um, and being coming from a very hyper religious family um, that I'm currently trying to um, I think go, coming to a place where like you hear things like you know should you know fighting the good fight kill you um, or you know like the power of love um, like you don't hear that in a lot of these in a lot of other you know you know, church folk spaces. Um, and you know, like, I can wear this fit and no one's looking at me like, oh my gosh, you look crazy. Um, so yeah, I think it's really nice to be in a place like New City because, um, you know, we don't have a lot of places like this. So thank you, Chris. Thank you, Rachel. Ooh, hallelujah. Yes. Listen. Y'all can wear any level of platform shoe to New City Church. <laughs> Guaranteed, any Sunday, any Sunday. They, um, is there anyone else who would like to share? Okay, great. Well, I just, can we give it up again for our folks who share our testimony? We're very grateful for that. Hallelujah. Um, and I, <laughs> I just wanted to, again, thank everyone to, um, who has been practicing financial generosity uh, to our community. Um, a reminder that if this is your, if you've been kind of coming to New City for a second, if you're valuing what, we're see, what you're seeing here, if you've been joining us on the live stream and kind of been like an online lurker, this is your opportunity. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> this is your opportunity to be in community, to be in loving community. And um, I'm not going to give a dollar amount of, of what is required for you to donate. Um, we know that, that it's between you and Jesus, like the amount that would be significant and special for you. But we do invite you to give knowing that uh, this community is possible by people who give. So um, thank you so much for that. You are welcome to scan the QR code on the handout to start your giving through your phone. Thank you so much. And now it's time for us to sing another song. So I'll welcome up. You are uh, welcome to stand if you'd like to.
everything to me. You can take a seat if you like. Um, everything. Hallelujah. Ooh, God is love and love is everything. Ooh, okay. Hallelujah. Um, well, I want to uh, take a little time to charter our church since that is kind of a, a big thing today. Um, first off, I'm wondering, um, are there any New City board members who are present who want to quick raise your hand? Can we just give a shout out to our New City board members who are present? Yes, yes, yes. Very grateful for y'all. And if you are a full partner of New City, can you raise your hand and we can show some love for you? Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Full partners are simply people who give recurrently, volunteer regularly, and show up when they can. If you become a volunteer, if, or I'm sorry, if you become a full partner between now and November 13th, as in if you already are a full partner or become one, then you will be considered a chartering full partner, which is something that goes on the resume. So uh, bless the Lord. I want to invite up Dan Johnson, who's our district superintendent, who has been so, so stupid supportive of me for so long uh, in this journey. Thank you. Uh, can we show some love for Dan? <laughs> Good morning, New City Church. Those present and those with, uh, pr present with us online, uh, I'm Dan Johnson, as Tyler mentioned, and I'm your superintendent for the Twin Cities District. Uh, that means that um, I have the privilege of working with about 75 uh, United Methodist congregations in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and the surrounding suburbs. And you're, you're becoming one more of those 75. And I also represent the broader connection, about um, 250 more United Methodist churches all across the state of Minnesota. Yes. And uh, Bishop David Bard, uh, uh, our director of New Church Development, Ben Ingebrigtsen, also celebrates with you today. Uh, five years almost. Yeah. That is amazing. Uh, November 13th, you yeah. celebrate your fifth birthday. Looking forward to that. But I want you to know that um, it wasn't just this five-year journey that led you to this point of chartering, but a, but a genuine um, uh, a vision in a mind and a passion in a heart of your pastor, Reverend Tyler Sitt. Give him a shout out, New City! Because, yes, Tyler would, be, Tyler would be the first to say that it's not just him, it's the community that does this. It's God that does this in and through all of you, yes. But I hope it doesn't go without saying to be reminded that it's the vision and the passion of a pastor that becomes contagious, that draws people into community and gives life and breath to, to, um, uh, for God in and through all of you. So... So thank you for, uh, Tyler, and thank you for being dis disciples of Jesus Christ who, who found a way to become a faith community here at New City and to become a, a leaven for our whole United Methodist system, really. So yes, yes, you, um, you come to a chartering, a chartering Sunday. That means that uh, there's some uh, special things that have kind of come to fruition or maturity in the life of your church. Uh, fi financial, organizational, and I'd add connectional. F financial means that you're at the point of maturity which, where you're financially self-sustaining. <laughs> yes, you were nurtured and, um, um, uh, in, the, in our United Methodist system and provided support for, for pastoral support and other program needs for uh, close to for, for about four years, but now you've grown to the point where you've demonstrated that you can take this over yourselves and maybe even 
uh, beginning to provide resources for other new church starts. That's part of what this whole connection is all about. So, so you're, you're self-sustaining. And then there's uh, organizational, which means you're self-governing. Up until now, there's been people like me and Ben meeting with Tyler to, to provide a lot of guidance for the church, but ever so gradually, leaders have risen up and you have stepped up uh, to provide the, the leadership and support and the direction for your congregation going forward for you. So you're now self-governing yeah. as a chartered church. But the last part, connectional, the third means you're not in this all by yourselves. You, you are part of a, 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 bigger, a, a bigger movement called the United Methodist Church in Minnesota, the Minnesota Annual Conference, and a broader movement called the United Methodist Church. And, and even though that may seem a bit foreign or distant for, for others here, um, I want to thank you for um, being willing to become a part of who the Minnesota Conference is becoming, not just who we are today, but who we're becoming, as well as the United, what the United Methodist Church is becoming. Yeah. And it's congregations like New City that have literally been that leaven, that um, cross-fertilization, that, and your witness is changing us. You are making a difference in the broader institutional church of yeah. which you become a part. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So we c celebrate that today. And, and it doesn't, shouldn't go without saying, too, that you're doing this on 9-11. 21 years ago, we, uh, a tragic incident happened in our country that caused us to, to turn inward, toward, inward and, and uh, toward fear of the other. But New City's witness has always been one from your very inception of being a church that turns outward and embraces the other. And so thank you, too, for being that, that catalyst in our, our broader society, not just the, the, uh, a, a, a church system, but in this community that you embrace as your mission field. And so we welcome today on this Chartering Sunday um, those that have become full partners and, and uh, anticipating those that will become full partners as Chartering members in the next uh, couple of months here. Uh, we also um, establish your governing board your, your, your council group as your official legal governing board as a chartered church. So this is your constituting, really informal about this new city style, this is your, what's called in the book of discipline as your charter, as, as your constituting church conference. So rather than formal votes, let's just have a round of applause to embrace all of this. We turn together at this time for a litany that, um, that establishes this formally for us all. By what name shall this church be known? It shall be called New City Church! Period. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and by the way, this is, when, when I say this word discipline of the United Methodist Church, it carries this connotation like punishment, you know, discipline is kind of a strange thing. But um, think of discipline more as disciplines, spiritual disciplines and organizational disciplines, uh, practices, best practices. Think of it that way. So, in accordance with the laws and discipline of the United Methodist Church, I hereby declare that New City Church is duly constituted and organized for the glory of God, the proclamation of the gospel, and the service of humanity. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and let us, let us pause in prayer. Almighty God, upon your Son, Jesus Christ, you built your church. Bless this, your congregation. Watch over its beginning, increase its ministry and mission, and sustain it to the end, through Jesus Christ, our foundation. Amen. 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 Oh, we bless the Lord. And Dan, I'll invite you to. Um, yes, yes, yes. 
Uh, for our closing, I'm gonna invite up uh, Dana Neuhauser, who is the other ordained pastor at New City. I, I'm like the, like, I like do the local church stuff and Dana does like the, that stuff. So, okay, so I'm gonna invite her up to read a prayer for us. That stuff, yeah. <clears throat> Will you all pray with me? We know what love is. We've seen it, we've felt it. Love lives in us, in our collective life together. But we lose touch with it in the noise, in the clanging cymbals and resounding gongs that surround. This noise speaks in hate and bigotry, breaking or hardening our hearts to love but it learns also how to speak in our languages of love and unity and tolerance and diversity using so many good words, enticing words, seductive words. They prey on the best of us, speaking to our good intentions, offering words that make unethical choices feel good enough. At least it's something, as if there's no other way, as if we can't do things differently, as if the power of God in us means nothing. Noise is convincing and persuading, but it is not love. Without love, it is all just clanging symbols in our ears, obscuring the wisdom only birthed in silence. It makes it so hard to perceive the voice of God around us, within us. Without love, the feelings within us are silenced. Without love, we move too quickly. We tend to the surface. We miss the roots. Our dreaming becomes narrow and shallow. Without love, we struggle to speak honestly of our own longings. We don't believe anymore that we deserve to be loved better by society, to have more time, more peace, less surveillance, less pressure, more justice. We struggle to take the pleas of our neighbors seriously and to recognize the flesh in front of us as sacred, deserving to be loved for love's sake. But still, this we know. This we profess, this we strive to live by. Everything else will fade like the day's sun. Everything else will turn to dust. Everything built in loyalty to noise will crumble. But love, love never ends. And so we nurture it intentionally with care in ourselves, in each other, in the earth through prayer and feasting and weeping together, through mending relationships and tending to histories of violence, breaking patterns that keep the gongs active, creating spaces to listen together to all that has been silenced within, shifting carefully, sifting carefully through what we take in and put out, whatever else whatever else we work to make love our greatest investment amen 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 give it up give it up amen yes um can we uh show so much love for our volunteers who made today possible thank you so much um we hope that you will join us on november 13th uh um uh, New City Church will be turning five. We are also, um, I'm gonna, is it okay if I post the zine video to circle? Yeah, okay, so we are relaunching our zine. We have a really cool video that I promise I will post to social as well as to um, all of the, uh, all of the uh, things and we'll make sure to watch it next What's week. What's up, New Hi, City? Jesse, Alex, sorry. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> so um, uh, we are going to transition uh, I, a couple things are going to happen next. 
We're going to close up our service, and then the folks at Walker are going to start setting up here. We're going to invite new city folks to go to the courtyard to kind of like handle that traffic flow. Please bring all of your things with you, including the QR code. Uh, there will be a time in the courtyard for you to register for your Life Together group, as well as to start uh, financial giving and all of that. We also have um, an opportunity for you to write advice to your younger self postcards, as well as questions um, that you would like addressed in this sermon series. Okay, and all that may, uh, can we all just stand up if you want one more time? Here we go. I was doing in Spanish. Pase los cielos, ta. courtyard bring everything with you Lida? 